The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. My returning guest and one of my favorite rock guys to talk to is Nils Lofgren. He, of course, is the longtime E Street band member. In addition to playing guitar with Neil Young's Crazy Horse, and as a Rock Hall inductee. As if being on the current world tour with Bruce Springsteen isn't enough, Nils has another great solo project to talk about as I've got Nils Lofgren on the line right now in Arizona. Hey, Jim. How you doing? Uh, great talking to you again, and thank you for joining me. How are things going on the road at the moment? Oh, it's great. We finished a hellacious three months in Europe. Yeah. It was incredible shows. Got, I'm loving being home with Amy and hoping uh, next Tuesday we both she'll come with me to Chicago as we kick off the U.S. run for the rest of the year here in the States. And uh, life's good, man. I love being home and love having shows coming up. Got a brand new album out, Mountains, I feel great about. So after uh, 55 years on the road, <laughs> uh, life's, life's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a 10-song set, this uh, Mountains LP that you've just done. I know that you love it when you're busy. I know that this album means a lot to you. It, it's Explain the feel of it, because I've heard that it's very bluesy and has some gospel tinges in it. Well, basically, after you know, COVID shut everything down. It was the first time in my life I didn't tour for three years. Love being home with Amy and our dogs, our son Dylan up the road. But um, not performing bothered me more than I thought it would. I'd go out to my garage studio. I'd put on Albert King, B.B. King, Muddy Waters, Holland Wolf, plug in a Strat and jam along with them. But after a while, I was like, well, you got to do something professionally. And that's when I, you know, not able to tour safely, I said, write a record and share it, whatever comes out. Just talk about what's going on with you. And whatever it is, share it. And that's what Mountains is. And I didn't even start recording. Got a great local friend and engineer, Jameson Weddle, that came over and set up his equipment. And we recorded in my garage studio. And um, I, I didn't even start that till I could play and sing each song live, which to really get a live vocal and a live performance. And then building around that was fun because it had a good vibe to it and some emotion in it. And that's what Mountains is. And I feel great about it. And it was kind of an exercise in being a professional musician without being able to tour. You called on uh, your old uh, great friends, people like Neil Young, Ringo Starr, and the late David Crosby contributed on this, yes? Yeah, it was, you know, I was really blessed that when I asked friends for help. Now, David, I mean, Cros and I go back 54 years, and, um, you know, he said, I want to sing on your record. So I said, I got to get the right song. I'd love you to. When I started writing that, it's kind of the uh, autobiography of me and my wife, Amy, who had 15 years between the first and second date. <laughs> and um, and we got a second chance. And now, you know, 27 years ago, we got a second chance. Uh, and uh, David sang beautifully on it. Rest his soul, which he was still with us. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of good friends. I mean, Ringo, when I asked him to play on Ain't the Truth Enough, you know, I, I said, well, let me send it to you and see what you think. And the next day he called and he was singing the chorus to me, which I thought was a good, good, uh, good omen. And he said, yeah, send it to me. I'd love to play on it. So I was blessed to have a lot of great friends help me out. And, um, you know, Neil, of course, you can't ask Neil Young to sing on anything. But when I wrote that song, 
nothing's easy except you. There's like a haunting quality to it that I knew he'd be right for. And again, I sent him the music. He said, send it on, I'll sing. So I was blessed to have a lot of good help. David Crosby, I was lucky enough to interview him not too long before he passed. And and to me, he sounded really re-energized. I don't know what your experience was, but it seemed like he wanted to kind of get out there again. No, and not only that, he's been making an album a year for five years. Yeah. He's singing, he was singing better than ever. Uh, we spoke three weeks before he passed, and he was getting ready to go on the road, you know, yeah. organizing his show. So God bless him. We miss him, but we were lucky to have him for so long, and, you know, thanks for all the help, Cross. Tell me about your new video series, Rockality, because that's uh, something that is very useful for up-and-coming uh, performers, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I started in an age with the musical explosion of you know, the Beatles, Stones, the British Invasion, Hendrix, American Counterpart, Stacks of Old Motown. There was no video. There was no internet. The only game in town was learn to play in front of people. So I've been telling stories of my 55 years on the road, and people like them. They laugh. They gasp. Some are, are <laughs> hilarious. Some are scary. And I thought, well, why don't I tell these stories and more people can hear them? And give me feedback, and I, you know, I about twenty twenty five minute stories, and then I play something for you. I'll play a song, I'll do a jam, but that's what rock out is. It's my reality on the road, and uh, so I called it rock outy. The great Ralph Steadman, Hunter Thompson's illustrator, did the uh, illustration for the nice. title, and uh, we're going to share the stories. Hopefully, people will give me feedback, and uh, uh, people have been enjoying them. Off, you know, off the internet with uh, dinner parties, gatherings, people always seem to like the stories. So here's my my way of sharing them with Rockality. And you can find that on NilsLofgren.com. I'm sure yeah. you heard the recent comments Bruce made about you in Mojo Magazine uh, in an interview where he said you are, and I, I don't mean to embarrass you here, but he said you're a, a unique combination of talents, musical, psychological, and emotional, but you also have this great voice to the point where you're actually a front man, but without the ego. That's pretty great stuff, isn't it, Nils? Oh, man, I was so honored, and uh, I let him know that. You know, way back, I was 18. Uh, I met Neil when I was 17, Neil Young. And when I was 18, I was making the After the Gold Rush album. David Briggs, and I was living with David, his producer, driving in a VW bug up the mountain to Neil's house where we recorded it. And I used to say, David, it's so nice not to be the band leader. Uh -huh. And, it, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, 85% of the last 55 years I've been a band leader. But I've been in a lot of great bands, and I learned at a young age, working with Neil, that it's fun not to be the band leader every day of your life. All the non-musical issues that a band leader deals with disappear, and it's all music. So I took that through at a young age, and when chances came to play with Ringo Starr's all-star bands, Bruce's bands, many other bands I've played with, I knew it was good for my musical soul, and that remains so. I had heard at one time that you and Bruce both auditioned for uh, promoter Bill Graham at the Fillmore West, I guess it was around 1970, with your separate bands, and I'm wondering, what became of those particular auditions? Yeah, that was the first time I, I became aware of Bruce. I've been following him ever since. He had Steel Mill. I had my band Grin. Right. One of those things where, you know, 15 acts play 20 minutes looking for a job from Bill Graham as an opener. 
and the locals come in free, pay a buck for a beer, whatever. And uh, I, I thought Bruce sounded great. I started following him, and that was way back in 1970. So we've maintained a friendship for a long, long time. And, of course, you know, it was literally four months. I'm sorry, four weeks be, be, before the opening night of the Born USA tour, he called, and I went up and kind of jammed with the band and got the job. It came out of the blue, and I was really honored because, you know, we talked about it many times before that, about how, you know, how I like being in a band. I don't have to lead the band. And not everybody that does their own music feels that way, but certainly I do. And, uh, hey, uh, between uh, Neil Young, Crazy Horse, Bruce Springsteen, and East Street, I got about 90 years in. So, <laughs> I mean, neither one of them will let me write the touring schedule, you know, so I can play with both bands. <laughs> but I'm, I'm honored to have such a great 55 years on the road. And, um, hey, being here at home with Amy and the dogs, and I hope she comes to, she's planning on coming with me to Chicago next week as we carry on uh, our U.S. tour till Christmas. Um, when Little Steven left the band for a bit and you came in to it and then he returned, how do you guys work that out as guitar players? How did that go when you were both together uh, initially? Well, getting Steve back in the band in 99 was a huge help, uh, especially his voice. I mean, he's a great player, great producer, but his voice, him and Bruce have that rough, rough rock duet, that R&B thing, kind of yeah. like Mick and Keith. And having that back was very powerful. Um, so, you know, obviously you don't need three guitar players for rock songs. So um, I went and took lessons on pedal steel, dobro, lap steel, bottleneck, six-string banjo, put yeah. that metal on my fingers, which took a while, and wanted to put some other sounds in the toolbox because Bruce writes very authentically. So it was kind of a no-brainer. You know, look... Uh, Neil, I'm sorry, Bruce and Steve wrote all those lines and played all those guitars. Like if they're both singing, they're not going to be able to play lines. So I'll just play the lines needed. Basically, I kind of just listen to what they do and whatever the third sound I hear is, that's what I play. It's pretty organic and easy. I love your playing on Because the Night. I, I would assume that's one of your favorite songs, that solo work there. Oh, I love that song. I mean, look, I, I love playing rhythm, but if you ask me to play a solo, I will. And uh, I get a lot of freedom, you know, all of us do from Bruce. So I've been kind of working on that solo and trying different licks and just playing with it a little bit as we go on the road. And I love the freedom of, uh, you know, trusting my instincts that I get from Neil or Bruce, working with Ringo. You know, it's uh, like in my own bands. You know, if I'm telling the drummer what to play, then we're in trouble. I just want a great drummer to surprise me with his ideas and, that's kind of the beauty of being in a great band where everyone has the freedom to contribute, and they do. We love having you here in Vegas, Nils. Uh, hopefully there will be time that you can play some of your more recent material here with your uh, solo band once you're, once the Big Bruce tour is over. Yeah, you know, right now I'm loving it. Of course, we're, we're deep down in it. We're playing great. I think we all feel like the, the band and the audiences are the best they've ever been, really. But whenever it does wind down, I'll be back out doing my own thing. I love playing in Las Vegas. The audiences there are fabulous. You know, the thing about casinos, they got great equipment. They got good people that use them. They don't nickel and dime you. Uh -huh. food and gear, and uh, it's a great place to play. Nils Lofgren's 10-song solo album, Mountains, available on all the major platforms, and the new Rockality video series is at nilslofgren.com. 
Nils, always a pleasure. Good luck on the tour as it resumes here in the States. Thanks, Matt. Great to talk to you. Thanks for spreading the word, and uh, hopefully I'll see you in Vegas in the near future. Okay, buddy. Good luck. Bye-bye. All the best. Thanks. It's just so amazing that when it was needed, Nils learned to play new instruments to complement Bruce and little Steven in the band. Obviously, Springsteen loves what Nils brings to their lineup as a multi-instrumentalist and an all-around great guy. Again, the new album, Mountains, is out there on all the major platforms. That finishes this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Yeah.